What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the All Things Basketball podcast. I'm your host, Vic Lopez, as always. I'm back sooner than you guys probably expected me to be. Uh, Obviously, I have usually, you know, a couple of days, a bigger gap in between episodes. But as I said, if things happen, I do like to come out and try to you know, discuss what I think or, you know, what I'm what I'm predicting or what it is I see from the things that are coming out. You know, we're getting a lot of headlines, we're getting rumors, we're getting odds, we're getting news, things that come from left field, right field, outfield. I don't play baseball. I don't know how many fields there are, but whatever. The point is we're getting a lot of different stuff, you know, that I definitely want to talk about. Uh, just to headline some of the topics before we get into the episode, I want to talk about Carmelo Anthony. I want to talk about, obviously, just a short opinion on the Celtics' outlook uh, just after this Ime Udoka scandal, you know, the whole situation that you've probably already heard. It's all over the news uh, with the Boston Celtics. Uh, Just to kind of warn you guys, or not warn you guys, but just advise you, it's it's not going to be a drama podcast or political podcast or anything that has to do with that kind of relationship stuff or you know this is a basketball podcast it will remain that i had a friend of mine that lives in north carolina recently reach out to me via instagram to want, kind of uh just wanting me to talk about dennis smith junior obviously went to nc state in college and, you know, just talking about the new signing with the Hornets and what I think is going to happen, uh, you know, just my opinion on Dennis Smith Jr. And, and what has happened up to this point with him and what we could expect. Yeah, a lot of things to talk about on this episode. And let's get right into it. So starting off this episode with the Carmelo Anthony questions, right? I had a couple people reach out to me too and ask me about Carmelo, where I think he's going to go, because obviously he most recently played for my favorite team, which is the Lakers. As I've said a billion times on this podcast, I've been a Laker fan since 2002. Uh, so yeah, a lot of times I get questions about the Lakers. So, you know, just to kind of tackle that, right? Let's look at, uh, I actually decided to Google uh, just Carmelo Anthony news And these websites come out with odds for, you know, the most likely teams to sign Carmelo Anthony. Now, I have no idea how these teams or how these websites calculate this kind of stuff. Like, how do they know the percentage chance that Carmelo or any player for that matter is going to sign with a team? Like, how do they figure that out? I have no idea how they get that done. But, you know, whatever. That's not really that important. The important thing is I compiled the list before I Googled it. And so I didn't know what I wanted to give you guys first, if it was my opinion on where he should go or just give you this list of the odds. So I'll just give you the top two teams that they're saying that are the highest chances of getting Carmelo. So they have the Phoenix Suns at number one, right? Um, It it makes sense to me, you know, plays alongside one of the best point guards in the NBA. Um, It adds a lot of age, though, to the roster, too. You know, Carmelo Anthony doesn't defend anymore, right? Um, and that could be a question, you know, uh, you know, I would say Carmelo is not an injury prone player just because of the way he plays, right? He's not like an above the rim guy, doesn't really attack the basket. You know, he's a mid range guy. He's a post up fade away shooter, you know, three point shooter, just a shot chucker, right? Like someone that plays pretty safe, right? Relative to other NBA players. So 
he will be a safe bet when you bring him on your team. You know, he's going to be streaky. You know, he's going to be really hot some nights. Some nights he's going to be cold. But nonetheless, he is a threat, right? So he's going to help space the floor. I don't know if he would start on those Phoenix Suns. They probably, I don't even know what their idea would be uh, for Carmelo Anthony. So, you know, they do have a lot of defensive weapons on that team that could easily hide him with a good defensive scheme. Um, you know, and then alongside Devin Booker, it just adds more weapons, right, offensively. So I, I see that, right? I can definitely see that, and I don't disagree. They have the Miami Heat listed second, right, as like the second highest chances of a team landing Carmelo, right? So, you know, Carmelo, it would make sense. You know, he's surrounded by some good defenders on Miami, you know, good zone defense. They could also hide him defensively. He would spread the floor to help uh, Bam Adebayo uh, when he's in the paint, you know, um, it would also help Jimmy Butler, you know, who's not a great shooter either, um, you know, and then Carmelo's also would be surrounded by shooters too. So, you know, it would be a lot of space added to the Miami Heat. They would take a hit defensively because now they have to figure out how to hide him as well. Uh, so, you know, that's always going to be a question with Carmelo. So, um, you know, I then came out with my own, right? And it's funny to see that my list has... Uh, the next two teams that they had on the odds for this guy. And so here are my, well, not really. Anyways, uh, so I had the list, right? And I said, if he's going to leave the Lakers, well, not leave him because he's a free agent. If he's not going to sign back with the Lakers, right? I would say the next team that makes the most sense would be the Clippers, right? Because logistically, he wouldn't have to go anywhere, right? On top of that, he would be jumping on a contender, which is something that we know Carmelo Anthony has mentioned a billion times, you know, he is at the point of his career where he just wants to win. He has said that many times. So when I see fans on the comments typing, Carmelo needs to go back to the Knicks. Carmelo needs to go back home to the Knicks. No, 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 no. Stop it. Stop it. Please stop with the Knicks. I understand let him go there when he's actually ready to retire, right? Like when he finally thinks he's going to call it a, a career. Yes, fine. Go over there and retire with the Knicks, even though I would still think that his best move to retire would be to go to Denver. You know, now people are going to be like, oh, that's not his hometown or whatever. Denver drafted him. It was the last big success that Carmelo Anthony saw. He went to the conference finals with the Denver Nuggets. On top of that, he would be joining a team with a back-to-back -back MVP in Nikola Jokic, surrounded by some depth, right? Uh, you have Michael Porter Jr. coming back and 100% healthy, according to Michael Porter Jr. Jamal Murray coming back 100% healthy, according to Jamal Murray. So this would be a really good team for him to jump on even now. You know, so I said the Clippers because logistically it makes sense. Obviously, he doesn't have to go anywhere. He's back on a contending team and he's on the, in the same place where he could live. Uh, the next team to me would be the Nuggets, like I said, for that exact reason. He could even retire there, right? Because that that's that's where he started his career, and that's where he saw a ton of success. In my opinion, more success than the Knicks. The Knicks never made the conference finals when Carmelo was there. Were they a more popular uh, career booster for Carmelo? Yes, because it's where he's from, and it's New York. It's a it's a it's a big market right, compared to the Denver Nuggets, but nonetheless, so, you know, the Nuggets are a team that I would like to see him go to, um, obviously, Milwaukee, you know, I don't think he would go to Milwaukee, 
You know, he he claims that he's ring chasing, right? Like at this point of his career, he wants to win. So if that's really if that's really his his goal, then small market location can't be a factor for him. If that's really something he's chasing, then uh, small market can't be an excuse for why he doesn't join a team. If he joins the Bucks, he is a massive weapon. He adds size to the Bucks too. Now, defensively, it's a question, but the Bucks are very good. Uh, defensively, they can definitely hide him a lot better than a lot of these other teams can, right? And so him spreading the floor for Giannis, I mean, it, it's just, I think it's a beautiful match, right? Um, especially the way Carmelo plays now, you know, he's willing, he's in that lesser role, right? Catch and shoot guy, sometimes gets some isolation plays, you know, in the mid post, whatever it is, you know, Carmelo gets his his shine from time to time. And, and, and Giannis will make his job a lot easier as well. So, you know, those are my teams, right? Uh, you know, the Bucks, the Nuggets, the Clippers, right? Those were the three teams that I really had in mind. You know, uh, I saw the Suns when I saw these odds and I thought, okay, yes, maybe the Suns as well. I'm just concerned about, you know, Chris Paul's age is already something these guys have to preserve. And then also now they would have to worry about Carmelo Anthony's age, which, you know, not that big of a concern because, like I said, he's playing more of a catch-and-shoot role, post-up kind of isolation role. So, you know, you give and take with that. So, you know, that's my opinion. I do, If I, I, me being a Laker fan, I, I would even advise Carmelo to, to not come back to this team because it's just a mess, you know. The team's just not good right now. I, I, I'm looking at the roster. They continue to sign guards that shoot average from three. And that's not going to cut it. You know, it's not going to cut it. Um, but yeah, I want to move on to the next topic. So as I mentioned uh, on the introduction of the podcast episode, a friend of mine from North Carolina uh, DM'd me on Instagram the other day, and he's a big NC State fan. He went to NC State, you know, a uh, big fan of a player that came out of NC State a few years ago. His name is Dennis Smith Jr., you guys probably know who he is. Some casual NBA fans might not know who he is. Basically, coming out of college, he was a combo. Well, he is a combo guard. Uh, pretty undersized. Uh, doesn't really defend well. The shot hasn't found it. He hasn't found his shot in the NBA. Uh, and by shot, I mean jump shot. Uh, also, you know, a guy that has been a journeyman, really. You know, I started to kind of... I wanted to see exactly how many teams... Dennis Smith Jr. has been on, and I'm looking here, right? Dallas, New York, Pistons, and then obviously the more recent team was Portland. Now he signs a, a couple of days ago, he signed a one-year deal with the Charlotte Hornets, which is his, uh, you know, it's where he went to college, you know? So uh, in, in North Carolina, obviously, when he went to NC State. So, you know, uh, basically like the hometown kid type thing, um, you know? So back to what I was talking about. Well, just to kind of start it off for some of you that might not know. So in Dallas, right, Rick Carlisle was a coach that originally wanted Donovan Mitchell, right? He wanted the Mavs to draft Donovan Mitchell. And ever since they drafted Dennis Smith Jr., he really gave Dennis Smith Jr. a hard time. You know, you could find those stories all over the place. Luka Doncic was a good friend of Dennis Smith Jr. at the time, and he didn't like how Rick Carlisle was treating him. 
little by little, uh, Luca and um, and Rick Carlisle had a rift, and obviously this is why you see the change of coach, which the Dallas Mavericks have Jason Kidd now as a head coach, right? So that's besides the point. The point is, uh, you know, Rick Carlisle basically made it hell for Dennis Smith Jr. from his rookie season, right? Eventually, the Mavs uh, agreeing with Rick Carlisle, right? Just to kind of appease the coach that they've had forever. And then they end up trading Dennis Smith Jr. to the Knicks the next season, right? Imagine having a 15 point, and I think it was five assists per game. I'm not looking at the stats at the moment. Uh, so 15 and five, your rookie season, which is solid, right? Um, and you get traded your next your, your next season, right? All because the coach just clearly doesn't want you, right? Whatever it is, right? So then he gets to New York, right? And this just lets you know how 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 much the league valued Dennis Smith Jr. at this point in time, right? When Dennis Smith Jr. was traded, that was that big Kristaps Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr. trade, right? Like, was a big trade for for that right like Dallas didn't didn't give him up for nothing right they got a big haul even though it didn't end up working out for them uh with Chris Stapps but nonetheless so Dennis Smith Jr. gets to the Knicks now it's another disaster of a coaching situation because Tim uh Tom Thibodeau we all know he doesn't play rookies like that right like in crunch time when he's doing his rotations he relies on his vets right? It's a situation that we're seeing with Cam Reddish, right? And and maybe some other younger players in the history of playing under Tom Thibodeau. Thibodeau really goes to his veteran lineups, right? He shortens the rotation. He plays a super tight rotation, right? And and we all know this. It's no secret. And so it got to the point where, you know, um, Dennis Smith Jr. started training camp injured, right? If I read that correctly, he was injured, Right during that time, so he missed some games, and then obviously just not playing a lot with the Knicks. He eventually actually requested to play for the G League. Right, um, whatever. Long story short, right, uh, the Knicks just you know it's it's just a bad relationship with him and Tom Thibodeau because Thibodeau isn't gonna give him the minutes that he needs to develop as a player because Thibodeau is a win now coach. And he doesn't care. He will play his vets. He will play who is going to win right now, right? Uh, he's been like that his whole career, and he was like that at that point in time, which was a disaster for Dennis Smith Jr. So we fast forward a little bit. The Knicks end up trading Dennis Smith Jr. to the Detroit Pistons, which is that trade that got the Knicks uh, Derrick Rose, right? That's how Derrick Rose ended up on these New York Knicks. And so, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, finding himself on, you know, a bad team where he can potentially see some growth, right? Some development. And, you know, I did some digging to get my facts right. And obviously, I have to get my facts directly from the player if I can find it. And you can find interviews from Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, also explaining what happened in Detroit. You know, he was playing well. Um, and again, you know, apparently, you know, tearing his meniscus and, you know, when the time came where he was a where he could become a free agent, the team renounced his rights. Right. Uh, per this tweet here that I'm reading, Detroit Pistons have renounced the free agency rights to Dennis Smith Jr. That was a tweet from August 6, 2021. And, uh, you know, shortly after that, obviously, you know, it's, it's an injury. It's another one of the 
bunch of injuries that this guy has had, you know, hard to find consistency and finding a rhythm when you're when you're you're being traded so many times you have different coaches different rotations different teammates you know people think oh yeah he's gonna get minutes he's gonna be fine he has to adjust to new teammates as well a new coaching situation a new strategy a new a new offense a new defense you know uh, chemistry with his team on and off the court you know, things like that, building trust with the coaching staff, which is clearly something that wasn't available for him because the coaches he had in the past just didn't believe in him. And so, you know, tears his meniscus uh, with the Pistons, uh, ends up uh, making, he has a training camp deal with the Portland Trailblazers, which was the most recent team he was on uh, last year. And so, you know, all the injuries, that the Portland Trailblazers had, it opened up opportunity for him, right? He's starting to play well. Uh, he actually makes the roster after training camp. So he's playing well. He's finally having a good season. And then he, tear, he tears his UCL, which apparently is a ligament in your elbow, right? And, you know, they basically didn't decide to offer him anything after that season ends. And here he is on the Charlotte Hornets, right? On a one-year deal playing for a hometown team. And, you know, it, 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 when you're really looking at things, you know, it, you're looking at the age. He's still so young, you know, 24 years old, right? Uh, but, you know, hasn't been a good free throw shooter, hasn't been a good three-point shooter, attacking the basket hasn't been the best. You know, a lot of his, his you know, but, but again, you know, it, it's hard for me to also bash on his game when he's had so many injuries, bad coaching situations and everything I've already talked about. And so, you know, he's on this team where he is going to have to fight for minutes. You know, he's got that one year deal, which is good for his security. But, you know, you're on a roster with Isaiah Thomas, who similar situation to this guy, you know, injuries and obviously Isaiah Thomas on the older side. You know, um, a guy that teams just ha haven't really given a lot of chances, like real chances. And Isaiah Thomas, a much better player than Dennis Smith Jr. has been. You know, I mean, Isaiah Thomas was in the MVP conversation, right? At one point in his career when he played for the Celtics, he had that big year. You know, so obviously Isaiah Thomas plays with a chip on his shoulder as well. So, you know, this is going to be, it could potentially be his last stop. In the NBA, you know, this is probably the most I've ever talked about a player that's not really like a star, not a big talked about player. But I, I mainly wanted to give him a segment on this pod because, you know, a friend of mine, uh, we're, we are very close friends and he he wanted to get my opinion and kind of what's been going on with Dennis Smith. But, you know, that's that's just what I've read and that's what I've seen. And it's it's all really out there, you know, so. Is it's definitely sad to see that a player's career is kind of like just obstacle after obstacle after obstacle, you know, and then you get people from the outside that just look at basketballreference.com and then say that he's just a bust, that his stats are trash, that he's not good. But, you know, that's from the outside looking in. But if you really dive into his interviews, his press conferences, um, his offseason work, if you look at the list of injuries, if you look at the the stories from the beef with his coaches, it all makes sense. You know, he's been in some bad situations, you know, he's had some bad luck, you know, and then it's a guy that, you know, might be out of the league if he doesn't prove himself this year, unfortunately. Now he's 24 years old, so who knows, you know, remember, he could always go to the G League, 
you know, get healthy, develop his game, and then a team will always probably offer him a, a, a spot. You know, he's still super young. So, um, you know, what I say, it could be his last stop. I mainly mean in terms of like highly valued, like potential lightning in a bottle kind of guy, right? A guy that nobody wants. And then all of a sudden he's really good for you. It's hard to get a guy that's undersized who can't shoot, right? That's what the stats say, right? He hasn't been a good shooter from the free throw line, from the three, everything that I've already mentioned. That's all that, that I wanted to get into about Dennis Smith Jr. And now I want to get into the last part of this podcast. It should be relatively quick. Because again, I want to keep these pods short and sweet for you guys to digest nicely. Uh, yeah, so we get uh, Ime Udoka, right? This news that we hear all over the place. You know, it's really out of left field, out of right field, out of midfield. You know, I don't know all the fields in baseball. I never played baseball. I don't watch baseball. But you get the point, right? We get news from all angles, right? And this happens to be the one that kind of stands out the most to us. Right, the Ime Udoka situation. Now, we get a guy that he's from the Greg Popovich coaching tree. He gets suspended for a year. If you haven't heard by now, if you haven't been keeping up with sports news, Ime Udoka, the head coach of the Boston Celtics, he was recently involved in some consensual relationship with a female employee for the Celtics. And the female employee happens to also be married, I guess apparently, to a high-ranked official with the Celtics. <laughs> what a mess, man. What a what a mess, man. Uh, but anyways, you know, so we have that, right? And so the Celtics suspend him from a year, for a year, and they also put out a statement that he, that they're, it's still uncertain. You know, his future is still uncertain. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys, he is most likely going to be gone, right? I think that he's going to be done, right? Like, it's just, that's, you know, coaches come a dime a dozen. Now, yes, he was really good for them. He was a rookie coach. They got to the finals with him. They seemed to respond well to him. The players, you know, they they had a great defensive season under a coach that's just a tough guy. He was an NBA player. Uh, like I said, under that Greg Popovich coaching tree. Now, let's say he is no longer in the picture. I think that even with this whole scandal, he should still be able to find a job pretty quickly because of the the experience as a player, as an assistant coach under Popovich, you know, things like that, right? And then this run to the finals as a rookie coach, all those things are really in his favor. So how does this affect the basketball part of things, right? You know, and this is where it gets tricky because now we're thinking, okay, well, Yudoka transformed the team's defense. So what are they going to do now? Obviously, we get that press conference with the Boston Celtics and Brad Stevens tells everyone that the best guy for the job, obviously, they get the interim replacement, Joe Masula, right? Just a, a new guy that's going to come in. They've had him since 2019 on the bench and he's going to step in, you know? I don't know what that's going to be like for the Celtics. <sighs> it's really like a lottery, you know, what's going to happen with this team. We just don't know how the team is going to respond. Obviously, the team is hungry after a loss in the finals. Uh, you know, they obviously came up short. They didn't play well. Uh, Jason Tatum didn't have a good finals. They want to run it back, right? And I just think there's a lot weighing on this team. You know, from the rumors with the Jalen Brown trade, when the Kevin Durant things came up, uh, obviously the Ime Udoka situation. Like I said, those two asterisks, those two game sevens against the 
one against the Bucks and then the other game seven against the Heat. It was just really thin margins on how these guys made the finals. And now they lose uh, a player with a torn ACL, obviously. Not, wasn't going to be like a massive game changer, but it added depth, you know. Uh, obviously, Danilo Gallinari, you know, they lose him. Now they still have Brogdon, you know, a guy that also has had some injury history. So he's definitely going to get some more playing time now that Gallinari isn't going to be playing this season. So interesting season for the Celtics and... You know, definitely one of those teams you want to look out for and watch, especially with all this drama that we just got, right? Uh, yeah, but, you know, before I end this episode, I mentioned to you guys that I was coming out with a video for the YouTube channel. It's in the works. I'm working hard on it around the clock. Uh, I did mention that it was going to come out this weekend. I'm still going to try my best to get that done as soon as possible. It's really looking like it's probably going to come out Sunday. It may come out sometime during... Next week, you know, it's possible. We're getting a tropical storm here in Florida, so that means we have to prepare for some things. You know, we got to get some extra food and things like that. Um, it shouldn't be anything crazy. You know, here in Florida, when we hear that we're going to get a potential Category 3, you still see people outside playing dominoes. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just, that's just how we're built here in Florida, by the way. In case you guys don't know how it works here, uh, unless, the ca unless the hurricane is like a Category 5, you don't really see panic, you know, and even when it is a category five, um, it, there is some panic, some concern, but man, I mean, you guys should go on YouTube and just check out how calm Flor us Floridians are <laughs> when it comes to this hurricane stuff. It's hurricane season, you know, it's just, it's just a crazy time, you know, so I'm going to try my best to get this video out as soon as possible. And I hope you guys enjoyed this quick episode. That's going to do it for this one. I really want to thank everybody that's been listening since the beginning, the new listeners, the potential listeners. Uh, thank you to everybody. This is the All Things Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Vic Lopez, as always, and I'll catch you guys on the next one. <laughs>